with 10,000 watts of total power on WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Yeah, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good, good day for moving along. Yeah, it's a good day. How can anything go wrong? Well, hi there. Hello. Good morning. Welcome. 710, 10 minutes after 7 o'clock. It's a Wednesday. Midweek edition of the Big Gig, our swing and soiree for a couple of hours here before we turn things over to the legislative watchdogs at uh, at uh, 9 o'clock this morning. It's going to be a nice day, sunny with a high around eh, mid-60s today, up to maybe 70 tomorrow, and uh, mid-70s, uh, low-70s probably more likely on Friday. Uh, rain will be with us on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, temperatures again that will be 60-ish up to 70, back down to the 50s again, uh, and just call it fall, I guess. 44. Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 43 at the Highlands, 40, uh, 36, 36 in my backyard in Elm Grove. I don't know what's so cold at my house, 36 in Elm Grove, and uh, 40 degrees, uh, 41 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Grove Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. What are we up to today? It's a short show, but lots to cram into it. Local residents gathered at Temple Shalom last night for an interfaith service in support of Israel. We'll talk about that. ABC continues breaking news coverage on the ground in Israel. Hoppy Kirchhoff will coming by later on to talk about what America should learn from the internal divisions in Israel that have led to some extent to the problems they're having right now. Kurt will in uh, about an hour from now. The missing business partner of the Salsa Joe double murder victims turns up in Texas. She was once America's sweetheart, but Olympic gold medalist in WVU, uh, not WVU, but West Virginia native Mary Lou Retton, reportedly fighting for her life in the ICU. Reports say the chopper, owned by a justice company and ordered repossessed, was moved before the marshals could get there. And uh, not a gigantic surprise if you have uh, gone up and down the streets of downtown Wheeling, Bob, but um, Wheeling's Christmas parade is going to be going through center Wheeling, not downtown Wheeling this year. They're moving the entire parade route. Did you notice coming through the tunnel, there's really not, it's kind of like, and I didn't know what what was going on, the tunnel's kind of like prod you, kind of like guide you into one big lane now. When you get past the uh, the uh, the light by the bridge, it's just oh, one yes, lane yes. now. Not the tunnel, but outside the tunnel. Outside uh, the tunnel, yeah. When you yes. come down through there, it's yes. just a little bit different. Yes, and it, yes. I thought, well, they're getting making room for the parade, but I guess I was totally wrong <laughs> on that. The parade is not going to go through downtown. We'll get more of this. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a little bit more later on this morning, uh, but we'll get some more details probably with Bill Bryson when he, uh, I think Bill's joining us for the travel show on Friday. And, of course, as always, we've got Slider on sports and Adam Fikes weather and Taylor Long is in the WTRF TV7 newsroom. Tony Caridi has the Mountaineer Report. So got all of that. Got you on the other end of the phone lines and the text line. Feel free to text us or call us. Use the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, or call us, 304-232-8255. We are absolutely thrilled to get your texts and calls most of the time. Not all the time, but we'll be happy to hear from you. Bob, um, I hope, just looking around the studio here, 
I, I hope that I didn't start a trend. You started it, actually, giving me Don't blame me, Howard Monroe. You, I didn't eat in there. You, you did. You gave me that glazed donut, and I wasn't going to eat it. And then you said, didn't eat your donut. And I said, I'm going to eat my donut. And I ate my donut here in the studio. Despite the new policy with all the new equipment, we're not going to eat in the studio. I, I broke that policy. I got all glaze all over. But I cleaned up the glaze. You did. But I'm looking around here. I see I see plates, uh, paper napkins. plates and napkins. Plastic forks and stuff. And Looks somebody, like somebody had a feast in there. So was there? Was there? Have I? Did I? Did I lead the charge? Well, if Howard's going to eat in the studio, we're going to eat in the studio too. You are a trendsetter, Howard. Jeez, uh, I'm going to get in trouble. I got the big meeting today, right? It's going to be something. <laughs> I, I bet that's number one on the list, Howard. Howard, we have a few things to talk to you about today. Let's talk about how you seem to have forgotten we're not supposed to eat in the studio, and now you've got everybody in the studio. Wonder what they had. You say you saw pizza someplace? I saw pizza boxes, so that kind of sparked me up. I thought, well, there's probably was there a pizza box. Was there any, any yeah, left over? Looked at the conference room real good. So whoever was in there eating, they must have uh, finished it off, Howard. And boys just... must have been hungry. I, I don't want to point the finger at the Pine Room boys, but, you know, like 12 pine. to 3. They look like Pine Room plates to me. <laughs> and, you know, they were off the air for a little bit yesterday, so they didn't have anything better that's to true. do, Howard. Yeah, that's so. true. We, we had an internet outage yesterday. So they had to eat. So Through all of downtown. Go, guys. So, yeah, they said, well. What are you gonna do? Well, let's eat. Let's eat here in the studio. I don't know. If they ate in the studio. Maybe they didn't. You said the, the pizza was in the conference room. It, well, the pizza box was in the garbage, but I see napkins there. I see yeah, paper plates it. right there. Right I'm the looking studio. for crumbs. I don't see any crumbs, Howard. All right. Quarter after the hour, seven fifteen here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, Bob, I have been trying. I, look, it is my job. Uh, it is my job as a talk show host, journalist, whatever you want to call me. It is my job as a human and as a Christian to pay attention to this, the war that's going on in the Mideast now between Hamas and Israel. i got to be honest with you, I can't watch it. I mean, I, the, the atrocities, the, the horror, the, the death, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do it. I, can't, I just I can't do it. I watch 10 minutes and I say, i, I got to watch Big Bang Theory or something because i got to get away from this stuff. Well, I did the opposite. I uh, I bombarded myself with really? all the coverage that I could, and then of course I went to bed, Howard, because I, I was so depressed. And I'm not kidding. I just I watch it for at least two hours, and uh, I, what I can't shake, and I think this is what sent me to bed. We better not get comfortable here. I mean, there is radical groups amongst us that would love to do something like that right here in good old U.S. of A. So that's what's that, that's what's in my crawl, Howard. I can't shake that. I'm, I'm anticipating the other shooter fall. And we have been, we being the United States of America, uh, President Biden, have been very aggressive, properly so, in saying we are coming to Israel's support. We're going to be there. We're going to help. We're going to give them what they need. We're Israel's friend, and when they are attacked, we are attacked. So uh, now I should be careful about that because that actually has meaning in the in the in, in terms of treaties. Uh, but basically, we're you know we're clearly on Israel's side, which is going to put us clearly on the wrong side of some of the Muslim groups. So uh, I don't know. The stories, just the individual stories, are so depressing. This crossed my desk just late last night, just like just just in time for me to have nightmares as I went to sleep. An Israeli couple killed seven Hamas militants to save their children after the Hamas fighters came into their home. Adar and Itai Bidichivsky uh, from one of the kibbutz uh, just across the border in Gaza 
had served in the Israeli army, so they knew what they were doing. They were officers. They kept weapons in their homes. And according to published reports in Israel, when the militants from Hamas approached their home, the couple hid their 10-month-old twins in a security room, which, by the way, this is interesting. I did not know this. A security room required in all new buildings in Israel. I mean, just another example of what life in Israel is like. If you're going to build a new building, you have to build yourself a safe room. That's, I, I didn't know that you did your homework as well, Howard. But, yes, that's one of the first things that hit me yesterday. You have to have a safe a safe room in your house because they're anticipating something like that happening. It is required by law, by Israeli law. So the, uh, the, the, the this, this couple uh, put the two twins, put the twins in the safe room in their house. Then they return to wait for the militants in the main house to hopefully keep them from getting close to the children. And Adar and Atai killed seven militants who came to their house, but then they were killed themselves. So they stood, stood their ground, hid their kids, stood up against Hamas, and then Hamas just mowed them down while they were there. A terrible story. The, the worst one I, that I heard in the, the couple hours that I, that I listened to all the, that I could was they, they interviewed this young girl that was at the music festival. And she survived, and everyone around her was killed. She had blood on her still. And uh, when she got home, she realized that her family were, were, were also killed. And she, she found, just like you described, that this family did the same thing for their teenage son. They find the teenage son. They rush into the, 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 the hospital, and they interview her. And she tells the story. She rushes home from the festival and finds her parents killed, and they had a safe house. And the father could hear, could understand a little bit of Arabic, yeah. And they were in the safe house with a mattress up on the door, and right. he knew they were going to blow. He, he could understand what they were saying. They, they were, were gonna going to blow door. it up. They were going to blast it. And before they could get back, it happened, and he lost his arm. And his wife comforted him, saying, "It'll be okay." He lost his arm, and then they shoot them. And but they leave they leave the son so they 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 save their son by giving up their lives and just just terrible how same just thing terrible. the story I'm sharing here the kids now are safe they are in the arms of their of other relatives but they have no parents their parents stood their ground to defend the kids but uh, these stories are are legion right now coming out of uh, the Gaza Strip and. I, I, I can't deal with it. I don't know why anybody in their right mind would want to live there. But if they did, think about that, Howard. You're, you're, you're looking at houses and you want to check out the safe room. And, and if you're going to build, just like you said, it, it, it's law. You have to build one in order to protect yourself from that. So just, man, it just it, it's, it's almost like a nightmare. I just can't believe, you know, in, in this day and age, we're, we're putting up with that. I, I, don't, I don't want to be funny about this, but I'm thinking like the HGTV shows where they go and look at new houses, you know, and. Uh, well, could you show us the safe room? I wouldn't mean, see what the safe room looks like because it's required in all, in all new construction apparently in Israel. Just absolutely crazy. And if you think that's war, I mean, my goodness, they, they, they decapitated women and children. That, that's not war. Now, war is underway. I mean, I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, Netanyahu has called it war, called it war, and it seems to be a full-fledged war. And I don't know how long it's going to go on. Last night, uh, and we talked with Rabbi Joshua Leaf of Temple Shalom here on the show yesterday, uh, last night there was a uh, community interfaith service in support of Israel at Temple Shalom. A couple of hundred people were on hand. It was, it was a, 
hate to say a packed house in a temple, but it was a, it was a packed house. A lot of people were there. Uh, uh, Rabbi Leaf, uh, the bishop of the Catholic diocese, uh, several uh, of the Protestant ministers were there, uh, all offering up prayers and thoughts for the uh, the victims and for all of all of the Israelis. It was a really very moving. It was a um, it was a very powerful service. A very powerful service. If you watched it. Uh, and I say watch it because it was streamed online. And in fact, if you can't find it, go to Temple Shalom. You can watch that service. It's a little over half an hour. Doesn't take a lot of your time, but it's important to watch it. Very powerful. Uh, it was very powerful. A lot of ca- the calls were for justice and for unity and for peace when possible. Uh, as he did on this show yesterday, Rabbi Leaf, during the uh, ceremony, the, the, uh, the interfaith service mm-hmm. last night, said over and over again, this is evil. Evil has come. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling peace yet, Howard. I, again, no, I'm feeling, you know, payback. You know, th- this has to be tried to be completely wiped out. Don't you feel that way? I mean, I'm not thinking peace. And, and when I hear the people talking peace, I'm thinking, didn't you see what they did to these people? What do you mean peace? That'll come later, but a lot of payback's got to happen before peace. And I think that was uh, the point of uh, most of the, 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 uh, uh, of the service last night was justice comes first. And that means, I hate to use the word retaliation, and there's probably a better word, but justice comes first, and then hopefully peace will follow. On the other hand, Bob, you know, I know, every single person listening here knows when was the last time there was real, true, honest, long-term peace in the Middle East? This doesn't happen. I mean, look, I just bought myself a new Bible this weekend, and I, from beginning to end, I don't believe there's ever been peace in the Mideast. Right? Yeah, and it, it, I think it's foolish to think that there will ever be peace. I, I, I think you just got to stay on one side and the, the other one. But I just st- still can't believe this happened, Howard. And what I'm keeping an eye on now is all these captives. You know, there's Americans. I don't know if they know what the exact number yeah. is, but there's Americans being held captive. There's also Chinese. It'll be interesting to see how they handle them. A lot of Ukrainians lived in that area. Uh, so there's a mixture of nationalities who they have captive. It'll be interesting to this to see if they treat others, uh, you know, differently than, than I, I would say they probably will, don't you? I, I, I would imagine. Uh, I don't know how that's going to play out either. There is some talk that... Third-party nations now are talking about working out a prisoner swap for hostages, uh, which will then just irritate more and more people. Um, again, we're in, I mean, we, just, we haven't even scratched the surface of what's going on, what, what this is going to go on. This is going to go on for a long, long time. Um, and I don't, I don't know. And my, my fear, as I've said several days in a row now, is how far will it grow uh, if it continues to be a Middle Eastern conflict, Hamas and Israel battling it out, it will be a horrible thing. But if it spreads into the region, or even worse, into us, then then it's even worse. It's even worse. But we will continue to follow it. ABC has details top and bottom every hour, so you can stay with us all throughout the day. You'll know what's going on uh, there. Coming up next hour, Hoppy Kirchwell wrote a commentary uh, yesterday, actually, on um, what America needs to learn from Israel's politics. Now, this is going to be political in a sense, but but what what internal situations led to some of the problems that have created this Hamas attack? And what can we as a country, America's country, learn from it? Hoppy is with us coming up in the next hour of the show to talk about that. All right. Uh, 
Can we leave that alone for a little bit at least? <laughs> yes, till I get home and torture myself. 725, 25 after the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Temperature is at uh, 41, 44 at the, I can't read my own writing here this morning. 44 at the airport, 41 at the Highlands, 36 in Elm Grove, and 41 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On Wednesday's Hotline, we'll recap MLB playoff action and we continue our countdown to WVU at Houston. Jeff Erickson will drop in to help your fantasy team. Abrar Alhidi with Tech News and Larry Gross a day early for Mountain Stage. Plus, listener interactions in or out in the question of the day. Metro News Hotline, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Seven twenty-seven, twenty-seven after the hour. It is a Wednesday edition. Watchdog morning show underway. Be on the text line if you want to. Frio Stack Auction Service text line 304-214-1600. Or the Frio Stack Auction Service phone line 304-232-8255. Going to the Christmas Parade in downtown Wheeling this year. The Festival of Lights Christmas Parade. November 17th is the date. Uh, but do not go and stand where you usually stand. Bob, uh, we used to be able to walk out the office here and walk to the street and watch the parade. Mm, no mo. Um, finally, somebody said, uh, "Have you noticed the streets are all? Uh, we got holes in the streets. We got barrels everywhere. We have metal plates all over the street." I remember we talked about this last year. You know how do the how do the uh, Bands march over all those metal plates and so on. Well, the short answer this year is they will not. They will not go through. I I would like to know. Again, Bill Bryson is the parade chairman. I'll ask Bill when he. I think he's going to be here on Friday on the travel show. When was the last time the Christmas parade did not go through downtown Wheeling? Can you think of? Can you ever think of it not being part of downtown? I can't. I can't. I, I as far as I you know from my from my childhood to my kids' childhood to. Teddy's childhood to today, um, parade has always gone through downtown Wheeling. Uh, But as Bill Bryson told the Big Seven this week, the construction downtown is right in the middle of where the parade route would be. 
even where last year's reduced route was, it simply would not work. The construction is there, quoting Bill Bryson, we're not going to be able to use the downtown streets. So here's what the parade, and this is very important if you're going to watch, go watch the parade. It's really important because if you're one who would normally uh, position yourself maybe up by the plaza in the old days or by the uh, the Victoria Theater or something like that or across uh, by Windsor Manor, but ah, you, you, you'll stand there and there ain't going to be no parade. No, no parade. Parade unit, the parade will now be a center wheeling parade. Um, parade units will gather and stage in center wheeling. But instead of going north up to downtown, they're going to go south further into Center Wheeling. They'll turn north on Main Street in the area of the teacher's store. And then they will, uh, uh, Bill says they've got a really nice long stretch of relatively smooth pavement they can go there. Up to 20th Street, they'll turn right and they'll finish at 20th and Market Streets. Uh, the parade route is exactly the same length as it, the previous one was. But again, this is a, this is a gigantic change. And if you're not hearing me or if you don't see some of the TV coverage or the newspaper coverage or uh, maybe the new advertising, I don't know what. If you go downtown on the Christmas parade night and expect to see the Christmas parade where you used to see it, ain't going to happen. And isn't there a big show, Chris, the Christmas parade night? I think I heard Frank O'Brien talking about Well, it could be. I didn't, I'll have to double check. Yeah, that. I'm pretty sure, Howard. So I think that's good. Uh, you know, you're down there. But oh, I think it is, too. It's so split up now, though. You have to, you have to do some uh, thinking. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I mean, look, I, I have felt for the last couple of years, it was not the best route to just go through downtown. I mean, it's just been too, too torn up. Uh, and somebody finally said, yeah, maybe it's this, is, you know, the, the, the streetscape project now is in full swing. Somebody said, let's, uh, let's do something different. Um, and I'm sure this parade route will work well. I'm not really concerned about the route. Um, and I'm wondering, if, you know, in some ways, Center Wheeling has become our new business district. You know, who knows? Maybe this will become the regular route as time goes by. It's only a temporary situation right now, but maybe it'll become the regular route as time goes by. Just got a text here off the Frio Stack auction service uh, hotline. Uh, it's the Jerry Seinfeld night. Hey, got a rumble. Christmas. So that is a big one. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Parade night is Seinfeld night? According to our good friend Steve from St. C., Jerry Seinfeld is same night as the parade. I, th I, th I thought I heard Wow. It. So that's a biggie. Wow. <laughs> uh the streets well of course it won't be downtown wheeling the streets are going to be packed anyways with i mean the streets are packed always for the christmas parade now you bring well actually then maybe it's better that it's even it's going to be down in center wheeling so the northern part up around the capitol will be available he's the capitol right i think so I unless, think. unless they determine it's just too big a hole out front there howard oh my heavens boy that'll be that will be a gigantic night well i mean a good night but boy oh boy wow uh, anyways, the important thing I want to stress, 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 stress is if you're going to watch the parade. Now, you can watch it on WTRF TV, and I'm going to be brutally honest. Ever since my kids stopped being in it, that's the way I watch it. <laughs> I watch it from home. Uh, the folks at TV7 do a great job, and I just watch their live coverage. Um, but if you are, want to go down to the parade this year, November 17th, not far away, uh, basically a month away, uh, if you want to go down to the parade, watch it live. It's going to be more of a center wheeling parade now than a uh, north wheeling parade. Wonder if, um, or downtown parade, I should say. Wonder if the is the parking garage is down is the center wheeling garage still open? They're tearing it down. I know that. 
I don't think so, but uh, that's just me. I, th- I think it was in pretty good shape. Bad shape before they started yeah. tearing it down, Howard. I'm just thinking about, you know, people parking. Where, where are you going to park to watch the parade? And I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll probably hear more about – not probably. I will talk more about this with Bill Bryson on uh, the uh, Friday Travel Show when Bill is in here. 7.33, 27 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, two other big stories I want to get to coming up. Um, the former business partner – of the Salsa Joe double murder victims has been found and arrested. Now, you remember, this was a guy who, in Texas a couple months ago, disappeared. And, yes, we had speculation here on this show, and everybody else did what happened to the guy. Well, he's been found, and now what's going to happen? We'll talk about that. And the sad story of Mary Lou Rett, and Bob will have this in Slider on Sports this morning, a truly beloved West Virginian, gravely ill, I guess near death. And that in itself is horrific. And then she has no insurance, which is crazy. She was once America's sweetheart, Olympic gold medalist. How does she? Well, we'll talk about all that coming up. Watchdog Morning Show, 734, 26 till the hour. Some of these stories and more probably right now, right here with Taylor Long. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 11th. Police have arrested a man with connections to Tom and Angela Strushen, the two murder victims in Belmont County. According to Senior Deputy Thomas Gillian with the Harris County Sheriff's Department in Texas, Andrew Isaac Griffin is currently being held on a misdemeanor charge out of Oklahoma. Back in July, Griffin was reported missing after leaving Oklahoma on his way to a job in Odessa, Texas. Griffin was a former business partner of the Strushens and helped run the Salsa Joe's location in Elm Grove. The Strushens were murdered in their home in September of 2021 and no arrests were made. Griffin has never been named a suspect in those murders. Stay with WTRF.com and head on over there for more details. And continuing coverage in Brook County this morning, crews from several area fire departments responded to the home of 1425 Halls Road around 11 o'clock yesterday. Officials say one person was home at the time of the fire. We're told that person did make it out unharmed. The house was not a total loss, but it is currently unlivable in its current condition. It's been reported the fire originated in the living room. The case is not currently under investigation right now, but make sure to stay with 7 News on air and online for further developments. And around the world, the death toll in the conflict between Israel and Hamas has passed 1,600 and another day of relentless airstrikes is expected to drive that number even higher. The White House has confirmed some foreign hostages, including children, have been killed by Hamas after Israel retaliated in Gaza. Here at home, Congress is wrestling with what kind of additional aid to give Israel in the aftermath. U.S. Senator Joe Manchin reacted after President Biden addressed the nation yesterday and provided horrific details about the attacks. For more news headlines, you can always head on over to WTRF.com. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, 
arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the Tri-State area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. If you're looking for an affordable hotel with comfortable accommodations and a friendly staff, make sure to book your stay at Sleep In and Suites in Moundsville. It's a non-smoking hotel with an experience that is comfortable and soothing. With no shortage of comfy, floppy pillows on a cozy bed, you're sure to have a great night's sleep. They also offer complimentary breakfast, free Wi-Fi. They have tons of amenities, and they're located in the heart of Moundsville. Book a room now at sleepinmoundsville.com. Live and local. With 10,000 watts of total power on WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Seven forty twenty till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We we're talking about the Wheeling Christmas Parade, Festival and Lights Parade, moving from downtown Wheeling to center Wheeling this year to avoid the streetscape problems. And that be uh, November seventeenth is the date of the uh, parade. Are you doing your holiday shopping yet? I got a story I'll share with you coming up a little bit later on about uh, how many of us have already begun Christmas shopping, and uh, how many are going to be. And what the, what age groups are the young? Apparently, the young people, the younger people, are actually starting their Christmas shopping uh, uh, earlier than everybody else this year. I've got some numbers for you. I'll share those with you coming up a little bit later on this morning. But uh, first, here at uh, seven forty twenty till the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show on our uh, Wednesday morning midweek edition, we welcome in as always Adam Fike from the Big Seven WTRF TV, the Morning Meteorologist. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It was a pleasant day yesterday. It looks like another pleasant one today, right? Oh, yeah. No, very pleasant. Plenty of sunshine. Temperatures should be back up to our normal in that mid to upper 60. Well, I was more so mid 60 range. But main story, plenty of sunshine, though. That's a good thing. A sunny day, mid 60s. That sounds pretty good. Good day to. Well, if you do to walk, take a walk. I, of course, won't uh, won't be doing that, but uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a good day to go uh, go eat somewhere. I'll go I'll go eat somewhere. I don't know, uh, but sunny and high in the mid sixties today. I'm really going to stay that way for a couple of days. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Tomorrow, the only thing with tomorrow is we could see a stray shower, like I said yesterday, before ten a.m. Once we get to lunch, well, between lunch and dinner, we'll see plenty of sunshine. We'll actually be back into the low seventies. Then sunshine, low 70s once again for Friday. So week itself, not bad. It's just the weekend itself is not going to be looking so great. We do have some significant rain uh, for a couple of days over the weekend, yes? Yep. Scattered showers pretty much on and off throughout the day Saturday. The exact amount of how much rain we see depends on exactly how the system sets up. But 
expect at least to happen in quarter to happen in terrain. So it's going to be a good bit of rain Sunday, more so spotty showers. You'll likely see showers at some point on Sunday. It's just not everyone at once like we will on Saturday. But Sunday, we're back down to the 50s. And Monday and Tuesday, it's going to be like what we saw this weekend, where we saw some pockets of sunshine, mainly clouds, temperatures in the 50s, but did see a few pop-up showers. Well, again, it's a fall-like forecast, not too bad. Uh, temperatures will be pleasant, really, throughout the whole period. But we do want to watch out for the rain come tail end of the weekend, I guess. I've got a story I'm going to be sharing details with the audience coming up a little bit later on about um, how many of us already begun Christmas shopping. Uh, are you an early Christmas shopper, late Christmas shopper? Um, are, are you a Christmas Eve guy? I used to be a Christmas Eve guy, where on Christmas Eve I go out and do all my buying. I don't do that anymore, but... Uh, do you do you get an early start on Christmas shopping? You're assuming that I actually buy people presents. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding, but I'm a. I think I try to think ahead of time, but I don't. I kind of sort of watch. Okay. Like, oh, this is this price is going up, so I wait and see what kind of happens. Like, oh, this is going to drop price. I'll wait closer to Christmas or Black Friday sort of deal. So I get it the month of normally, but if I see something like my brother's big in the tech. So if I see, like, certain aspects for his computers that he's been building goes down, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this while it's down. So I might get stuff like that ahead of time. Okay. I, uh, Bob, are you, are you an early shopper um, as a normal, a normal year? Are you an early shopper or Christmas Eve shopper? I'm Christmas Eve morning shopper. I get up bright and early. <laughs> yeah. and I like to go up to Ross Park Mall up, up, up that yep. way. I, uh, I used to enjoy Christmas Eve shopping for a couple of reasons. Number one. Boy, it makes your selection of things easier. There's, you don't have a wide selection on Christmas Eve. It's like, uh, which of those two dresses do I get my wife? Because there's only two, only two left. So I, but I haven't done that for a while. And I, I buy an awful lot of stuff online. And I, I'm, I am always looking out for a Christmas gift, uh, even now and probably the last couple of months before this. You know, if I see something I think that my wife would like, I will get it. Or if I see something that Teddy would like, I get it. Well, Problem with me, Teddy. If I see something my grandson likes, I buy it and give it to him, and then his parents yell at me. But um, yeah. but buying online makes makes my life easier. I used to be a big go to the. I used to go to the mall on one day and just spend the entire day roaming around, and then go back a second day with my targeted list. But uh, the, the story I have that I'll share with the audience a bit later on is that. Um, uh, this year, apparently, it is the much younger, well, I guess your generation, the much younger generation that is starting their Christmas shopping early. I'm not sure what the reasoning behind that is, but uh, the younger shoppers are going to start, uh, almost 50% of young shoppers say they will start shopping early this year. So I don't know whether they're trying to, I don't know what the reason behind that is, but I guess they are. I don't know. As long as I don't go the week before Christmas, because Bob brought up the Ross Park Mall. Both the Ross Park Mall and Robinson Mall don't go there the, that Saturday before Christmas. You will not find a parking spot. And you will not be able to check out, and you're going to get angry because of how long you're waiting because of how many people <laughs> are there. I think it's worse than Black Friday, honestly. Actually, I will probably buy a lot of Christmas gifts the week before Christmas, but the reason is um, I'm going to do that. The week before Christmas, we're going to be at the Greenbrier for a week. Hmm. And... Um, I'm I'm assuming they will have I'm assuming they will be expensive, but I'm assuming they'll have lots of really nifty gift ideas at the Greenbrier. So I'll probably buy a lot of stuff for for Christmas right before Christmas right there at the Greenbrier. At least that's my 
That's my guess. Now, again, that means I'll take a my heavy credit card, not my light credit card, because I can't imagine anything is cheap at the Greenbrier. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> no. Um, the other Christmas story we're talking about, which you guys reported uh, yesterday, going to move the Christmas parade from downtown Wheeling this year to center Wheeling because of all the streetscape work. Makes perfect sense, but that's a big change. I don't think the Christmas parade has ever not gone through downtown Wheeling in some way, manner, shape, or form. They've modified the route, but it's always been basically downtown, and now it's going to be center Wheeling because of the streetscape. Uh, so that's going to be a huge difference, and people are going to have to find a different, you know, different place to sit and watch the parade. I don't even think I went last year. I think it was too cold, and we went up to my parents instead and just watched the high, just watched the rerun of the. Yeah, I uh, after you know I, when my when my kids my kids were in the band, and therefore they were at the Christmas parade every year. We would go down and watch it, uh, and. Um, and when I was a kid, I was in the parade sometimes, so I would go down, you know, obviously be downtown. Uh, once my kids got out of that, and um, Nancy and I just, we don't, we don't go downtown, we, but we thank Channel 7 for providing us with continuous coverage. We watch the coverage on the Big 7. And we have our own... We have our own hot cho- hot hot toddy, you know, or some hot chocolate or something, and we yeah. and we and and sometimes, uh, even though we probably look stupid in our house, sometimes we'll like put on mittens and stuff and earmuffs and just pretend like we're outdoors. I mean, we didn't do that last year, but last year during the parade, we went up. We were Abby and I were both up at my parents. We put the parade on this on the TV above the fireplace, drank hot chocolate, had a fire, watched the parade. So we were staying warm, but still were able to watch it, just not in the cold. Actually, seen it live. Yep, that's uh, and that's the way to do it. All right, uh, let's see. 40, 44 at the airport right now. Forty-one at the Highlands. Thirty-six in my backyard in Elm Grove. I don't know why we're so cool at my house. Uh, Forty-one degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Adam, I appreciate it today. We will talk to you again tomorrow for the uh, Thursday forecast. Maybe get a little better idea, perhaps, of how the weekend's going to shape up. We'll talk to you then. Talk to you, Thank you. 13 to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Adam Fike is here with us on the uh, uh, Watchdog Morning Show for a Wednesday. So I don't know what else you've got uh, in sports coming up, Mr. Slider, but uh, we will probably talk. You will probably talk about uh, Mary Lou Retton a little bit. Yeah, just a scary story. Hopefully uh, she will pull through, Howard, but uh, she it's is. It's not sounding good. No, uh, she's and it's been for about a week now, so it's uh, not good. Details coming up in Slider on Sports. That's only a minute or two away. It's 748. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. 
Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Turn that radio dial and walk in because the guys from the Pine Room Podcast come right here to the watchdog with a new extended and revamped show. Adding six more hours into the week, join the guys from the Pine Room Podcast every Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 noon to 3 o'clock to talk local, national, and global sports, news, pop culture, and everything in between. The Pine Room Podcast, right here on The Watchdog. We know you work hard every day. How about a change of pace in your normal routine? Let Jill's Gentleman's Club take you away from the reality of the real world for a few hours. Stop by after work or on the weekend and let the gorgeous dancers at Jill's strip away your troubles and worries. There's no better way to relax than sipping on a cold beverage while enjoying the stage show of one of the many house dancers at Jill's. And Jill's is the perfect place for that bachelor or divorce party. For a great read, check out Jill's blogs on jillsatclassact.com. Like us on Facebook, too. Located on I-70, exit 11, Dallas Pike. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Like this song. There are some songs that just evoke not just memories, but uh, almost physical feelings. You know, I, I I feel like I'm in fall turning to winter when I hear that song. It's just got that just got that feel to it. All the leaves are brown, Howard. All the leaves are brown. At nine before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A couple of quick texts, Bob. I don't know if you want to respond or not, Howard. On a lighter note, what kind of car did Bobby end up getting? Well, right now I'm driving a Jeep, a renegade uh, Jeep. I don't know much about it because I just got it, and it's not mine yet. I'm driving it kind of like on a temporary uh, trial basis. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I don't know if I'm. Uh, I don't know if I'm young enough to drive a Jeep, to Howard. I think a Jeep is a young man's game, young gal's game. Uh, let's see here. Text line real quick. Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Uh, Howard, I thought you were diabetic and you were scarfing down glazed donuts yesterday. Yeah, what's up with that, Howard? <clears throat> How's your A1C this morning? <sighs> well, I'll be honest, not good. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I, I'm used, but I'll be brutally honest. I am not a sweets person. Now, that glazed donut was really, really good yesterday. I mean, it was really good. Uh, but normally, I'm not. I don't. I'm not, I'm not a lot of sweets, so I, I'm, I can, I can stay on my diabetic diet as far as staying away from sweets most of the time. Uh, somebody else telling us what we learned earlier, Bob. Um, Jerry Seinfeld is on parade night in Wheeling. Big night in Wheeling. That is going to be an amazing night in Wheeling. And what is this? Uh, get to that later on. All right, 8 before the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. It's time for... 
Slider on sports. The NHL kicked off its 2023 season last night in Pittsburgh. Last year's number one overall pick, Connor Bedard, had an assist in his NHL debut, leading the Chicago Blackhawks over the Pittsburgh Penguins by a score of 4-2. Captain Sidney Crosby and Brian Rust each scored goals for the Penguins. Tristan Jari made 32 saves. Jason Dickinson scored the go-ahead goal midway through the third period, and Nick Foligno added an empty netter to seal the deal and win and the win for the Blackhawks. Next up for the Penguins, they travel to Washington on Friday to take on the Capitals. So we'll see how it goes. It's hockey season, Howard. I can. My son was so excited last night. He said to Teddy, he said, "Teddy, we have to get home. Do you know what tonight is?" It's a hockey night in Pittsburgh. He says, and we, we, how many games were there last night? Like three different games last night? I think there was, yes. And he said, Teddy, we got six and eight and ten or something like that. We, we got all <laughs> hockey, night of hockey. Hockey and some more hockey. Yeah. My oldest son had a hockey party, but uh, Dad was not invited. Major League <laughs> Baseball's postseason continued yesterday. The Texas Rangers pounded the Baltimore Orioles 7-1, to and Texas wins that series, and they will advance. The World Series defending champs, the Houston Astros, beat the Minnesota Twins 9-1. to Houston leads that best-of-five series two games to one. Today, the Philadelphia Phillies host the Atlanta Braves. That series all tied up at a game apiece. First pitch at 5:07. The Astros and the Twins from Minnesota. Houston leads that series two games to one. First pitch 7:07, And then the late game, the Los Angeles Dodgers at the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks. With a two to game to none lead, be looking to sweep that series. That's a 9.07 Eastern time start. And as Howard mentioned earlier, West Virginia native and former Olympic gold medal winner Mary Lou Retton is extremely ill. She's battling a very rare type of pneumonia. Retton was unable to breathe on her own and has been in ICU for over a week now. She won the women's gymnastics individual all-around gold medal at the 1984 Los Angeles Olympic Games and appeared on the famous Wheaties cereal boxes. First female gymnast to do that, I I believe so. So prayers and best wishes go out to Mary Lou Retton. Howard, she's only 55 years old. 55 years old, boy. Does anybody not remember that gigantic, gorgeous smile of hers? You know, and as West Virginians, we don't get a chance to crow that, that that often. And I know I was in New York City during that time, and I told everybody, I'm from West Virginia. We're <laughs> That's Mary my Lou, girl. Mary Lou Retton, yes. Slider on Sports Time, 756. Uh, but how do you be – I mean, I guess this is not an unusual story. An Olympic gold medalist on the Wheaties box. Uh, I'm sh- she had endorsement deals, you know. We'd see her on commercials and so on, speeches, and et cetera, et cetera. Um so the two, I don't know if mysteries is the right word, but the two things she her mother, her son, her, let me try this again. Her daughter said she doesn't want to give too many details except it's a form of pneumonia that she's got. And apparently it's very bad. Um, and, and you wonder, I mean, just human curiosity, you wonder what's going on there. But how do you not have insurance? Yeah, I mean, uh, married, I'm living in Texas, I believe, and uh, very successful, maybe she, Maybe thinking I don't need need insurance, but I don't know. That's a that's a reminder we all need insurance, uh, no matter who we are. Fifty five years old though, Howard. But you know, pneumonia that uh, that ravishes your your lungs, and uh, hopefully, look, we we haven't written her off yet, but uh, she's very very ill, and uh, they are the family is asking for a little bit of help. Yeah, I mean, I I know we only know what the sister. I keep 
man. Daughter. Thank you. Slap me every time I get it. Right. I cannot get this right. Uh, the daughter, um, uh, McKenna Kelly is her daughter's name, uh, posted on social media, my amazing mom has a very rare form of pneumonia, fighting for her life, can't breathe on her own, in the ICU for over a week now. Out of respect for her and her privacy, I will not disclose all the details, but I will disclose that she is not insured. And I do not, it's not GoFundMe. There is a site set up to contribute to uh to her, med- her, to her insurance, her medical needs. I, I don't know the site. I apologize. It's not on the story in front of me. It's not GoFundMe. It's something else. I also, I heard uh, Chris Lawrence saying this morning on the morning news before we got on the air here, uh, they had set a goal of $50,000, and as of this morning, they had doubled that. I will go on record to say right now, I mean, West Virginia will respond heavily to this, and uh, th- they will help her out because, again, I mean, she was our darling there what, what, in, in the 80s, and you don't, haven't seen much of her. Uh, well, I was just going to say that, you know, she was, she was, she's been very quiet in recent years. She was huge right after the Olympic wins. And again, and she was, and, and made some money off of it. She did endorsements and so on. But she also was kind of an ambassador for West Virginia. She would speak at graduations and, and, and show up at WVU and things like that. Uh, and then we really haven't heard much from her. Yeah, uh, she recently. got married, Howard. And I think if she would have chosen to, to stay in, in, in the state, it, if she wanted to, I think politics would have been a no-brainer. I think oh. she was so popular that at least she would have got a start. And I don't know how she would have finished, but I think the, this people love her, and I think we'll see that in, uh, in how people react to this. Well, prayers for her, certainly, um, and for her recovery. I, I'm very concerned about what, what may be going on with her based on what her – help me here – Daughter. You got it. <laughs> Jeez, why can't why can I not get that right? Based on what her daughter said, I'm very concerned uh, for her. I just I just loved her. I mean, I just I from the from the very first time she she hits what they call it, they stuck the position when she came to, you know, and put her arms up in the air and that gigantic smile was like, wow, just just wow. And um, man, wish her well, pray for her, wish her well. Um, and again, I don't have the the, the uh, contribution site in front of me. I do apologize for that. I think WV Metro News has a story about it. Maybe you can find it over there. Speaking of Metro News, Hoppy Kirchival wrote a commentary at WVMetroNews.com about Israel and some lessons that we in this country may take from Israel. And he's going to talk with us about that coming up next hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville.